Yeah, so I'm upstairs now. So, yeah, I'm ready to go, whatever you say. All right, all right, let's do this, man. First off, welcome to the show. Um, I mean, it's, it's nothing super formal. You know what I mean? It's a phone call. You know, it's just like we kick it for, like, you know, 30, 45 minutes. And, um, you know, let's talk about shit. You know, it's nothing, it's nothing crazy, like, set up like it's live. You know, it's, no, it's no, ch- dude, it, it, it's a talk between two friends of, of you know, we got yeah, some kind yeah. of skateboarders. Yeah, it's it's good oh, yeah. shit. And, you know, I just, you know, I, I, I always wanted to get you on. I always, you know, it's funny. I, I told someone I was like, I was like, yo, Julio's like the Mexican masterpiece. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's no shit. Well, yeah, I was that shit. I'm still in, I am, but I'm doing it in Latin America now. So that's what it was. Yeah. I always try to get people to. You don't do their yeah. own thing because at, at, the end, at the end of the day, nobody's going to have your back, boo, but you. are fucking on top one day and the next thing they're like people forget about them and it shouldn't be like that you know i was thinking that there has to be a way where we can gather money and give money to dudes who actually made this shit happen and what it is and i'll be the first one to put some money in you know what i'm saying i talked to i talked to rob dyrdek about that shit before he was like this when he was like an alien workshop and and dc i told him hey i gotta get something going like that you know, I thought he, I thought what he did with his uh, with his money was dope. You know, he opened a park back in his hometown. Like, he no, 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 dude. We all gonna do it. What we have so much to give. We just gotta find the right way to do it. You know what I'm saying? And and there's there's people who really really deserve it, and we gotta just really think about it. Who are those guys? And that's Henry Sanchez is one of them. Frankie you know? and, and a bunch you know? of other dudes. That's great you say that because. Uh, you know, like like Henry's a great example. I don't think oh, Henry, yeah. I don't think Henry would be as jaded to the skateboard industry if if there was something like that set up. You know, to where he'd probably feel a lot more comfortable coming back in, starting trying to start a little company or something like that. But when you just kind of get rid of people with no plan, you know, it's like, it's like they say, man, the most dangerous thing you can do, honestly, the most dangerous thing you can do is put your kid out at 18 with no kind of plan, no kind of financial plan or nothing. That shit is dangerous. And they do that shit with skaters. You know what I mean? It's just like, yo, man, here's a bunch of money and shit one day, and the next day, you just out. You know what I mean? You don't know what the fuck to do. And that's a dangerous thing to do, man. You don't know You don't know how people are going to snap and, like, there should be programs set up to where, you know, there's a little bit of financial cushion. Well, dude, dude, think about it, dude. We're fucking kids who actually fucking are hyper to do shit. And then you give them everything, and then you take it away. I'm telling you, to me, Henry is one of the greatest dudes in skateboarding. Yeah, he was a little bit angry, but he's angry because he he deserves to get whatever he wants. Fool. And in the context of of that kind of shit, you know, it goes it goes a lot of ways. You know, for guys like Henry, I mean, it can go for guys like you know that did some stupid shit, or like you know, just like it it, it could be a one bad thing. But skateboarding is a very fickle industry. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I always tell my girl, it's like politics. You know what I mean? It's it's exactly like politics and um you know, if you wanna get involved in politics, go ahead and try to get involved. You know, it's like if you ain't cool with politics, you just wanna be a normal dude and run some shit, 
You know, like cat, cats want to be involved with that shit, and it's set up like politics. So, yeah, because at the end of the day, there's a bunch of dudes with fucking old ideas, just fucking getting new kids and just breaking in. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And all the all the all the new shit is like, oh, okay, make money on my new shit that I'm coming up with, and by the time I'm done, where's my part? Well, you don't get nothing, and I mean that's how it is. And, and it's in every industry, not just skateboarding. It's WCRP. Like, it's crazy, man. You see a lot of dudes and, like, you know, you see, like, Chris Haslam, and you see, like, a lot of dudes that have your DNA. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's like, how is that dude, like, how is a guy like yourself not around and skating? You know, and then, and then like, you see a lot of dudes that's, like, this dude that using that same model, like you're saying, like, just taking old, just taking guys with same old ideas, and it's like, why are you taking the dudes that came in the game and switched it up? And using them guys to help, you know what I mean? To help, to, to help turn the game into something, man. Like, like guys like yourself could help revolutionize skateboarding because you already did it on the board. And then, and then check it out. You were one of the first dudes, you know, like you weren't the first dude, but you were one of the first dudes to have your own skate brand and have your own, you know, like have your own clothing company. Like a lot of cats forget about that, and that kind of shit is, Doug. When when, when you have that much power. That's very dangerous. And, and and the problem with people like like me is like you were saying, we did our own clothing and stuff like that. It's just that we just shit talk. You know, people that shit talk, it's 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 not good for a fucking uh, just a regular dude in the industry who never skated, but actually can gather a bunch of skateboarders to start a company. Because a person like me will tell me, how come you're not running the fucking circus? You know what I'm saying? You're the fucking you know you're the main clown in the fucking business. You run the circus. You don't need some guy that ain't funny running the clown show. Because it is like that, you know. Like it's it's almost like like when you see a, a circus bear act out. Like it's like exactly the bear ain't acting out. The bear just realizes it's like, hold on, man, what the fuck? Like like what the fuck? Like I'm not right here. You know what I mean? Like you motherfuckers, you motherfuckers should be doing tricks with me. I mean, but you gotta think too, man. It's like skateboarders like that, man. Like, like I said, it's set up like politics. Like, like you gotta get an idea, or like you, you know, you come in a little different. They're gonna think at you. They gonna look at you like you're crazy. You know, they did shit. Yeah. Think how long it took for people to like get Rodney Mullen. They used to laugh at that dude. They used to straight up laugh at that dude. And that dude was doing shit like them dudes could never do, and and people are still trying to do now. Like even shit like yourself. Man, I was just watching some video. That was like yo. You did a Nolly Dawson flip. I started skating in 1984. I was I was basically war-eyed guy, a little fucking um, you know uh, hand roll dude. I was like the most tech I had was like a double kickflip. But then fucking I I and I saw skateboarding coming in, fucking real tech, and I said you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna really enjoy myself. That video part that I did for the dealers, then I, I filmed it in like three days, and it was all stuff that I went and I did at the spot. I said what am I gonna do today? And I just tried it, and I got it, dude. You know what it is? Because I just had fun, you know? And I just wanted to do, I wanted to do some fucking crazy shit, the most craziest thing that I could do. Not because, uh, not because I, I wanted to be ahead of the game. It's just because I, I, I thought it would be fun. Just, you hear you got an opportunity to write for New Deal, you might as well just bust crazy shit, right? Yeah, my first sponsor was, like, fucking Public, Eddie Radigi and fucking Chet Thomas, and... um. I think Ethan Fowler was like my first sponsors before New Deal. What? 
I wrote for them, and I got I got shit from Hosoi and Tusk Skates. That's what used to roll up. Hey, let's go here. There, you always hooked the dude up. Hosoi used to give me shit too. And then uh, one time I was at Cab Woodworth, and some dudes like, ah, oh, fuck Hosoi. He burned me. I gave him money for a complete. I said, here, dude. Here's a fucking complete, dude. You know, because Hosoi hooked me up proper, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that. Hosoi hooked up not only me, a lot of fools, you know? That yeah. was hella cool. It's WCRP. Story starts before even New York. My story starts in the in the eighties. Like fucking, I grew up in Southgate, dude. Southgate is the home of Mark Gonzalez, dude. So everything, every fucking day, every skateboarder, whoever fucking lived there, talked about the guns. I used to have a Mark Gonzalez shirt. And I never met, met the dude until, until I, I met his sister. I used to hang out with his sister a lot because Mark was always gone. But, I, th- I mean, I never expected that dude to hook me up. I just said, fuck, I'm going to do my own thing, you know? But at the end of the day, that fool, that fool's one of the coolest dudes and fucking uh, uh, strange fucking dude because, dude, think about it. He grew up in fucking, in, in all fucking uh, Chicano. It's, I, I think his dad's Mexican. And Mike, I know Mike, I know Mark's brother, and I know all those dudes. But, dude, the guns is something else, dude. That fool's, like, from outer space or some shit. Like, so the guy who gave the Mark his first skateboard gave me my first skateboard. Isn't that funny? How shit works. Wow. You know, you, know, you know who's coming uh, on the show is uh, Robert Lopez. Yes. Remember that dude? Hell, yeah. Robert Lopez coming on the show, man. I've been speaking to him, uh, you know, here and there. And um, he's a good guy, man. He's, uh, you know, I'm... I'm not sure. I, I don't. I didn't know him back in the day, but you know, someone that I'd asked him, it was something like his name came up in the conversation. So I did some digging, found the picture, and he popped up on my eye. I was like, "Oh shit!" So there's a lot of cats from like you guys had everybody from out that way, man. You had all the legends in your area growing up. You know? Oh hell yeah, dude! Think about it, dude. Everybody, dude. Like you go a little bit up, you know, from downtown LA, you go a little bit west, and there's Gabriel Rodriguez. Damn, you know. And then you go a little bit up towards Silver Lake. It's fucking um, Paulo Diaz. Damn. So, like, I was like, man, I was caught up in the middle with, dude, I had to compete against the baddest motherfuckers skateboarding produced. Like, all those fucking bandits, dudes, Ray Barty. And I said, fuck, you got to do something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, 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 it's dude, it's tough. And a, a lot, there was a lot of dudes that were even better than me. But what happened is tricks change, and they couldn't change with the tricks. It was like you had to get, you had to be updated, dude, straight up. It's funny, like in a, um, at Science Park, fucking, uh, in, in, uh, I think it's, it's propaganda. He does a, uh, he does a wall run of fakie, and I'm sitting there right next to fucking Chet Thomas. The, the, the reason that I, I, I kind of like, like skateboarding is one time I went to KFC and I bought a bucket of chicken, and it came with free knee pads, like those, like, like skateboard <laughs> yeah. pads. Isn't that funny? Like, you know, you get a bucket of chicken and you get these these claw knee pads. And I was like, man, that's fucking pretty crazy. So I got I had these knee pads. And then at that time, the Pepsi team, because I grew up in Watts, right? Rolled up to, to, to my elementary school. And the Pepsi team, they velcro their shoes to the skateboard and they used to jump barrels and shit. And I used to, I used to trip the shit out of that. And then one day, one day, uh, my dad came home with some black dude because where I grew up, and what there was, um, the Mexicans were like counting. You could, you know, you see one Mexican at the bus stop, 
and you see like 20 black dudes, you know? Now you see 20 Mexicans and one black dude in South Central. Like shit just changed. Back then, my dad rolled up with this black dude named uh, Clement. That dude, that was the first time I saw a guy with a big ass gold chain. And I was like, damn, what's up? And my, and my dad is like, oh, that's my, new, that's my new boss. I was like, man, I wonder what he does. Well, fucking that dude came and he gave me my first skateboard, actually, like, you know, like the 70 ones with urethane wheels, like a, yeah, and, and, and I was like, man, what a fucking cool dude. But then, you know what that guy used to do? He used to get Mexicans and make them roll up heroin balls. Like, you know, like heroin and seven little fucking uh, 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 balloon balls? Yeah. Because the Mexicans, every time they get caught, they won't snitch. They'll just go to jail. And just let, just shit like that. It just, I couldn't believe, like, my first fucking board came from a heroin dealer. It's WCRP. Then after that, uh, my mom got me in, in the Boy Scouts. So I went in, the, uh, I think it was called the Cub Scouts. So I went in there. I went to the Cub Scouts. Then one day that I, I came, because I guess in South Central they had all these, because they, they always had these, these, these programs, like, you know, to, to get kids in uh, inner city programs. And they used to take us camping. So one day I... Uh, I came from camping and I fucking threw my sleeping bag in the laundry room. That shit went under the fucking boiler, dude. And I burned the house down, dude, our house. That yeah. shit got burned. Isn't that crazy? And we had to move. We moved from there. We moved into Bell area. And over here in Bell and Southgate, that's where the guns used to live. And that's how I saw, I saw a lot of people skateboarding. I said, fuck, I want to do that shit. So I used to kick it there. And some dudes, they used to come out with this big-ass long rail flight made of a PVC pipe. These dudes used to fucking, they used to slide like a, I think a foot. Dude, that thing was like 20 feet. That shit was like 20 feet. Uh, well, yes. They used to do like a foot, dude. I used to go, what the And when I rolled up over this, these dudes, they used to have the freshest boards because skateboarding, dude, if skateboarding was hot, imagine how hot it was where the guns is from. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, everybody wanted to be a fucking skateboarder, dude. Everybody Man. was visioned out, dude. Man, visioned to the core, dude. Man, cats don't even know, man. That's that's what uh you know, that's a huge part of doing uh huge part of doing the podcast is, you know, just that era, you know, between like the eighty I started skating eighty six, but um, you know, that eighty you know that I I'm really into this I wanna get more into the seventies, but uh, you know, that, that eighty three, eighty four to ninety three is like that that's just especially eighty six to ninety three. You know, like yeah, think about it, man. Between 86 and 93, so much kept changing and kept changing so fast. And you had to keep up. You know, that's why, you a, lot of people, that's why a lot of people quit skating between that time. You know, a lot of people won't, a lot of people just won't admit that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it was very hard to keep up because you had to go from the ramps. And if you, you, know, if you never really skated ramps, you had to be, you know, you probably were a good guy. You probably were pretty good on the street. And so... If you skate Dude, ranch, hey, 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 Clyde, remember the time where, where, where fucking skateboard concerts were whack? Like, nobody fucking had her. Exactly. Because no one Dude, wanted to was that shit. Dude, I went to the first Tampa, fool. I, went to, I, I wrote a thing. I, I wrote an article on Slam for the Tampa, for the first Tampa, dude. You know what's crazy, man? There was a time when, uh, when, when like you said, like, like cats were, like, not going to contests. Like, it was, it was just strictly street skating shit. There was no contest, yeah. like, and it just fell no off. No contest. Like that. It, ha- it seriously happened, like, out of nowhere. And it, because all the AM contests were big and pro contests, and it just fell off. 
And there's no more vert contest. There's no more nothing. And then Tampa, you know, I think Tampa did save that a lot, you know, because there was no oh, contest. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, Tampa definitely 100% saved that. And uh, I'm glad, you know, I'm stoked to have been there and helped build that, man. Like, that was. Uh, dude, dude, stuff. dude, Tampa was the illest because, man, it was like a contest that you, it didn't matter if you won. It's just, you just fucking there to see Randy Colvin and see whoever you fucking knew. You just wanted to see dudes from fucking everywhere that actually did what you did, man. But which is not give a fuck and skate. Thank you.